good to, good to bat, have Pastor Merrill back, and I see all that stuff fried in oil, and it just looks good. You know, I mean, I'm, I don't, you know, just, yeah, getting hungry now, so. But uh, good to have Pastor Merrill back. It is good to be back. I've missed you guys. I've been gone for two weeks and uh, traveling in different ministry situations, and so it's good to be home with you. There's no place like home, and I mean that. So I'm going to start a new sermon series. It's going to be kind of short. It takes us through Easter. And the sermon series is this. God is greater than... And uh, let me just say, this could be a very short service and series. I could just say, He's greater than everything. And we can go home. (laughs) Or it could be a very long series, and we just list everything that He's greater than. So... We're going to make it medium-sized, and I'm going to give you a few things each week, and I want you to begin to think about what is going on in your life. This week's been a tough week, hasn't it, when you watch the news, and you see the earthquake, the tsunami, and uh, all that's happening overseas, and I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about our lives, and how a lot of times we have those things, those earthquakes that come, and they just shake us, and they knock us down. Saw a little boy online, and he was saying, I couldn't even stand up during the earthquake. I just kept falling down. And I was thinking, you know, what happens in our life that just keeps knocking us down, or that wave comes, and it sweeps over, and it seems to destroy everything in its path. I mean, those waves that come. And I want to declare today the word of the Lord is this, that God is greater than any earthquake in your life. He's greater than any tsunami in your life. God is greater. He is omnipotent which means He is all-powerful. He's able to do anything. He's greater than any other power. It would be that His power and His authority resides in Himself, and He works according to His nature. I mean, it's something beautiful to think about theologically, that God is greater. Over and over again in the Gospels, it says that there is nothing impossible for God, and Jeremiah says it this way in the Message Bible, 32.17, there is nothing you can't do. That's our God. Past two weekends, I found myself in two crisis situations with other church families, and so it really is good to be home. And I found myself in both of those situations, while completely different situations, I found myself reflecting both publicly and privately on Psalm 23. And as I think about Psalm 23, and I read it in different contexts, I was, I was just moved by how powerful a psalm it is. How wonderful those words are and those poet, that poetic language that comes through and the comfort and the peace that the psalm brings. And so I want us to look at it today. Psalm 23, and as I read it, allow it to sink into your spirit. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I think about that and the situations that I was in, and we won't spend a lot of time on Psalm 23, but if you want a good book, there's a, a book by Philip Keller named uh, Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23. I've used it in illustrations and Bible studies here at the church, and uh, it's a great book. So if this psalm really speaks to you and you want to go deeper, that's a great book. Philip Keller's 
uh, shepherds look at Psalm 23, but I want to look at this in uh, the context of, of today and, and, and that God is greater than. And the very first verse is this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The word want there can be um, translated lack in some translations, or I don't want to fail. That word could be for fail as well, or it could be worry. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not worry. And today, I want to tell you that God is greater than our worry. I want to talk to you about worry today. I want to dive in deep to this today because we know that we shouldn't worry because God's going to take care of everything, right? I mean, that's what he promises in his word. And I think of the song from a number of years ago by Bobby McFerrin. It says, don't worry. What is it? Be happy. And when I hear that, I say, you've got to be kidding me, right? Have you watched the news? Have you seen my life? Do you know what's going on, all this stuff? Do you get it? How can you tell me not to worry and be happy? And yet the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not worry. I asked on Facebook a while back as I was preparing this message, uh, just what do you worry about? I just threw it out there. For believers and unbelievers, all the friends that I have just said, what do you, what do you worry about? And somebody very cute said, well, Christians don't worry we're just concerned. And so I asked, well, what are you concerned about then? So a rose by any other name is still a rose. But so Christians don't worry, but yet we do. And what were some of the worries? And some people just posted it publicly on the wall. Others sent private messages with very deep thoughts on what they worry about. And let me share them with you today and see if some of these don't resonate with you. And I asked, what do you worry about? This is what they said. I worry about my finances. I worry about my marriage. I worry about my kids. I worry about being a good parent. I worry that I'm doing too much or maybe that I'm not doing enough. I'm worried that my teenager or my grown child won't turn out okay. I'm worried about my family's relationship with God. I'm worried about hurting the people that I love. I'm worried about making mistakes. I'm worried about my grandkids. I'm worried about school. I'm worried about work. I'm worried about job security. I'm worried about how I'm going to pay the bills. I worry about my friends. I worry about what to make for dinner. I worry about making the right decisions in life. I worry about my health. I worry about my safety. I worry about God's protection. I worry that I'll never, ever really be what God wants me to be. I worry about failure. I worry about death. I worry about pleasing the Lord. And I worry about the future. Those are just a few comments that came in one morning when I put that out there. And if we were honest today, those worries, some would be our worries. We can find two or three that we latch on to, or you could go around the room today and we could take the rest of our time talking about what we worry about, and I want to talk to you about worry today, because God is greater than your worry. He's greater than what you're worrying about, and I want to tell you that worry left unchecked becomes fear, and and that will devastate your life. You'll be overcome by worry, you'll be disabled by fear, 
And I want to tell you today, listen to me, that fear does not come from God. Fear is a spirit that gets inside of us. We don't want to let that worry go unchecked. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Worry affects us deeply. It impacts our life. It impacts three things specifically. First of all, it impacts our health. We can't worry to extend our lives because actually worry shortens our lives. When you look at studies, it doesn't lengthen it. It shortens it. And so worry will affect our health. Worry will affect our relationships. It becomes a cancer in our relationships with family and friends when we worry too much. And it especially impacts our relationship with God. The one we're to put our faith in, our trust in, our hope in. It will impact your relationship with God. And then finally it impacts our witness. It will affect your witness if you're worrying about everything that everybody else is worried about. It's, the question is, how big is your God? God is greater than anything we worry about. Uh, Titus 2.10 talks about that our faith should be attractive to non-believers. And if you're worried about everything that they're worried about, it, it's how big is your God? How attractive is your God? So what does the Bible say about worry? Specifically, what does Jesus say about worry? Matthew chapter 6 is where I want to go today. And Jesus settles this once and for all when he talks about worry in the Sermon on the Mount. And his discipleship sermon to you and to me that we are to follow and be active in, he says this, beginning at verse 25, Matthew chapter 6. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work and make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God, who cares so wonderfully for wildflowers, that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thought of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. This is Jesus' teaching on worry. He says, don't worry. I don't want you to worry. And we could say, but Jesus, you don't understand. There's so much I'm worried about. And sometimes when we read this passage of Scripture, it could get to the point like we think God doesn't care. But I want to tell you that God is not saying in this passage of Scripture to be irresponsible. He's not saying, oh, don't worry about life. You know, and don't, don't go to your job. You know, just skip through the meadow. I think of uh, the beginning of Little House in the Prairie with Laura Ingalls skipping through the meadow. And we think, well, that's Christian discipleship, isn't it? Just not a care in the world. You know, God's not saying that. He's not saying don't plan. He's not saying don't go to work. He's not saying be irresponsible. What he's saying is don't worry. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I don't want you to worry. And I don't like hearing those words. Because if there is one phrase that grates against me is when somebody tells me, don't worry about it. No, oh, don't tell me that. 
especially if you're my teenage son, do not say, don't worry about it, Dad. There's something about that phrase, don't worry about it. But when Jesus says, I don't want you to worry, it tells me this. It tells me that worry is a decision that I make. That I decide not to put my faith in God, and I decide to carry my own load. Jesus says, don't decide to worry. Don't make that decision. God knows what you need. So turn your focus off yourself and onto God, onto His goodness, His mercy, His grace. This God who takes care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, and if God had a flow chart or a pecking order, you're a lot higher than they are. He knows what you need, and He's going to take care of you. And when we begin to worry, we focus on the Word of God. I love Psalm 138. Eight verses like this, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithfulness, or for your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you have made me. I mean, just look at verses like that and go after that. God is not just omnipotent, all powerful, he is also omniscient. It means he knows everything. He knows exactly what you need better than you know yourself. And in case you needed a reminder today, you are neither omniscient or omnipotent. But He is. He is. So He is greater than your worry. A study showed that 92%, 92% of everything you and I worry about never happens. 92% of the things that we get anxious about, we, we allow to become fear and anxiety in our life, 92% never ever happen. You say, well, what about that 8%? Well, I'll tell you what, because you're worried about the 8% already. You know what, the 8%, I thought about it. That worry doesn't change the situation anyway. You know, you can worry about it, it still happens, you know? So the worry doesn't change it. 100% of the time, it doesn't matter how much you worry. We need to put our faith in God, our focus on the Lord. And so allow me again to go back to Psalm 23, and I'm going to read it slowly. And I want you to let it come in, and, and then I, I apologize this isn't on the board, I just kind of copied some things from my Bible study through this, and I want to share them with you. But I just, want to, I just want us to meditate for a few moments before we worship the Lord on Psalm 23. And I'm going to read it and allow the Lord to speak to you. And I hope you have your sermon notes. So if you want to write some of these things down, you can, but they're not on the board. If you need to listen to later, you can. But allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you now as we go through the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Allow me to make some thoughts and comments on this passage. In this verse, he is the shepherd, and we are the sheep. And I want us to focus on what he does for us. In this passage of Scripture, as you can look on the screen and reflect with me, he takes care of me. He makes me 
rest. He makes me. He lets me rest. He leads me in peace and ease and refreshing. He restores my soul and renews my strength. He guides me in His way because I belong to Him. He is close to me even in my darkest moments. He watches out for me no matter what it takes. He feeds me. He protects me. He gives me favor and honor. He heals me. He blesses me. He pursues me all the days of my life until I am with Him forever. When you look at this passage of Scripture, He does it all. He does it all. When you look at this passage, God is greater than whatever I'm worried about. He does it all for me. And, and, and so what's my job in this passage of Scripture? I'm the sheep. I'm God's child. And if I'm the sheep and He's the great shepherd, what's my job? To keep my eyes on the shepherd and follow Him. That's my job. My job is not to worry about all these things. My job is to keep my eyes on the shepherd and follow where He takes me because God is greater than anything I face. Anything I'm worried about, God is greater. So practically, let me give you some steps here as we conclude our time together and worship today. These are things I want you to remember. These are things I want you to put into your life that when you are tempted to decide to worry, instead do these things. First of all, remember the Father factor. Remember the Father factor. When we looked at Matthew chapter 6, we are the children of God. He is our Father, and He knows best and wants the best for us. And we need to remember our Father in heaven. We need to remember the Good Shepherd. He knows you better than you know yourself. And so we are to depend on Him. You're not to depend on yourself or on your own strength. You are to depend on God. And when you are tempted to worry, turn that thought, turn that worry into a prayer. As soon as you go in that direction, turn it into a prayer. Turn that thought, turn that worry into a prayer and say, God, You are greater than what I'm worried about right now. So we need to depend on the Father and, and remember the Father factor. The second thing is we need to remember the focus factor. Where are you looking? Spiritually speaking, where are you looking? If you're driving a car and you begin to look in a certain direction, the car begins to move in that direction. So where are you focused? Where are you looking? And I want to ask you to make God preeminent in your life. Simply said, make Him number one. Make Him number one and focus on Him. Don't worry. Instead, worship. Worship Him. Magnify the Lord. What a beautiful picture there of a magnifying glass looking at God, making Him bigger. Make God bigger. Focus on Him rather than what you're scared of. Rather than what you're worried about. Focus on the Lord. And then finally, remember the future factor. Don't worry about tomorrow. We get so worried about tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. In the Lord's Prayer, there's a, there's a simple phrase that actually means a lot where He says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need for today. And that's what we need to pray. God, give me what I need today. 
Give me your grace that is sufficient for my weakness, what I'm struggling with, what I'm worried about. God, give me grace for today. And then slow down. I don't know about you, but my mind is always racing to the next thing I'm going to do. The next sermon series, the next program, the next meeting, the next thing. And, and I, I find myself looking at a 2012 and 2013 calendar planning some things, and I'm thinking, slow down. And live in the moment that God gives you. Because you don't know if you have tomorrow. I, I want to invite all of you to come on Wednesday nights to come to Activate. But as we say anything, when we say, I'll see you there, we should always say, the Lord willing. The Bible tells us to say that. Because you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what the rest of today holds. Jesus isn't saying, don't plan. I, I don't want to think that you're not supposed to plan anything. No, you can plan, but you're not to worry about it. You're not to become concerned about it. You're to lean on Him. And so if I could change this slightly to don't worry, be happy, which is cute, but the truth is, it should say don't worry, be holy. Don't worry, be holy. Because Matthew 6.33, that ends the teaching that we had today, says this, But seek first the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. God is greater than any worry that you face. But focus on the Lord. Live according to His Word. Be the man or woman of God that you are called to be, and He will bless you with every grace and every mercy, all of His riches are yours. He is our Father in Heaven who has adopted us and He loves us more than we can ever imagine. And there's really nothing to worry about because I think of the disciples in the boat when the storm comes and they were worried. And it, all it took was Jesus to stand up and say, peace be still, and it stopped. God is greater than anything. I think of Martha and Mary in the Gospels where uh, Martha is cooking the dinner for Jesus and the disciples, working so hard. Oh, Mary, you should really help me. But Mary's just sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening. And she's working so hard. And, and Savior, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work? And Jesus says in Luke 10, 41, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over these details. You are worried. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Every time you see Mary, the sister of, of Lazarus and Martha, every time you see Mary in Scripture, she's at the feet of Jesus. This moment, when her brother dies and Jesus comes, she falls at Jesus' feet. And we see her the last time at her feet when Jesus is about to go in for the triumphal entry and anointing his feet. And Jesus said, anointing him for his death, burial, and resurrection. She's always at the feet of Jesus. And that's the posture that I'm talking about when it comes to God is greater than our worry. We need to be at the feet of Jesus, worshiping Him. And when we're tempted to decide to worry, we need to lift up how great is our God. He is greater than anything we're facing. He's greater than any worry that we have. And so I want us to do that today. Would you stand with me as we worship the Lord? And let me pray with you. And then we're just going to worship the Lord. I don't care what you're worrying about. God is greater than what you're facing. God, we honor you today. We honor your presence because it is here. God, I thank you for your word.
I thank you for the comfort and the peace that comes from Psalms like Psalm 23. God, in the worst situations of our life, we embrace those powerful words, those poetic words, because they're more than just words. They tell us that you are the great shepherd, that you take care of us. And God, I pray that when we find ourselves worrying, God, that you are greater. And God, when we're tempted to look at the sin in our life and think about how bad we are, we need to remember that you are greater than our sin. You are greater than our struggles. You are greater than our messed up lives. Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. God, your love comes in like a flood. Like the sunshine that's outside this morning, it comes in and wipes away the darkness. And so, Lord, for the the worry and the fear that is disabling us today, we worship you now. We take our eyes off whatever we're facing. And we turn our attention towards you. We focus on you, our Father. And God, we live in this moment of worship with you. And as we do, will you come in and wipe away the worry of our hearts and minds? We worship you today. at his voice trembles at his voice and how great is our God sing me how great is our God and all will see how great how great is our
tempted this week to decide to worry, just remember God is greater. He's greater than. God is greater than. God, I thank you for the truth of your word. Lord, we pray as the disciples increase our faith. God, we want to believe you for everything. God, all the things that we worry about, God, you are stronger. You're bigger. God, you know more. You are able. God, you are here right now with us. We are not alone. And so, God, I thank you for that promise in your word. God, I thank you for what you're doing in hearts and lives of each person. God, I just pray that you would stand into the storm of our life, that you would say, peace be still. And bring peace. Bring peace in the midst of our worry. We love you today, God. We honor you. We worship you. And we thank you for your word. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated for just a moment. And we're going to just leave things in a, in a moment of prayer and worship. And if you want to spend a little extra time today, uh, you can. And, uh, and just uh, the presence of the Lord, if you need special prayer, will be down front. But uh, we weren't able to do this last Sunday, which we normally do on Communion Sunday, and that is to receive a, an offering for the poor, for those in need in our community and in our church. And uh, with the economy the way it is, there are many that are in need. And um, we want to help as many people as we can. And uh, this is not your tithes. This is not what you regularly give to God. The, this is an offering as God asks us to respond to those in need. And so, uh, if God has blessed you, if, if you are, if things are tight for you financially, please do not feel any obligation to give whatsoever in this offering. This is for those that God has blessed, and you have money uh, in your budget this month to help those in need. And um, I want to thank you for your generosity for the New Moms Ministry in Chicago to teenage moms and the the um, uh, uh, diapers uh, that were given. Unbelievable blessing. The food bank. All you guys are so generous. So thank you for being generous today. And we're going to believe that the offering uh, this month will supply all of the needs that, uh, that are out there. So I'm going to ask the men and women to come forward. God, once again, we give, Lord, not to any specific person or any group of people, but to you, God, that you will supply the needs of those that are in need. And um, God, I thank you for the blessing that you've uh, put into our lives that we can give in an offering like this. And uh, Lord, Lord, for those that are in need today, 
God, I do pray that you would bless them so that they can be a blessing to others. God, we give now with a grateful and joyful heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As you um, give this morning, uh, let me just remind you of the things that are coming up next Sunday. We begin sign up for the Ascension Convention, and with that, there's a lot of things happening. The Ignite Spaghetti Luncheon is coming up in a couple weeks, right after our baptismal service. And again, a way to help provide kids an avenue to get to the Ascension Convention. A lot of our kids come from our neighborhood and need special assistance to get there financially, and so we want to help them. Also that weekend is the Kite Fly, and and what I am so excited about is uh, that weekend is Baptismal Weekend. We have about 20 people that are going to be getting baptized. Young, old, entire families that have come to know Jesus Christ are going to be baptized that day. And uh, I want to tell you, there's going to be nothing more special. It's going to be just a, a powerful service in two Sundays. If you would like to be baptized, if you have not been baptized, and you believe in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, you need to be baptized. This is your first step in following Jesus Christ. You also need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. But uh, be baptized. That's what you need to do. And uh, you can read all about it here. If you have any questions, you can call the pastors. But all the scriptures are here. We want to uh, baptize as many people as we can to let the world know that you belong to Jesus Christ and uh, that you are his follower. And so that's, uh, uh, that's coming up in a couple weeks. This Wednesday, we're going to have sage in the gym. So I want all our seniors to wear green on Wednesday as they have their uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration. So Wednesday uh, for them, uh, Wednesday night, the Lord willing, I will see you. And I can't wait to keep going. There's two left. Keep going. If you missed any, you can watch online. But uh, be here this Wednesday night as God speaks. And once again, you can see Leanne. Wave your hand, Leanne. If you want to be in the choir, um, the CDs are out there. The sign-up sheet is out there. And it sounds good already. And just a couple more practices before Easter. And that's going to be wonderful as well. All the announcements are in your bulletin. Would you stand for the blessing of the Lord as we go today? And if you want to spend a little more time in the presence of the Lord, you can do that. If you need special prayer, I'll be down front. But please go in the blessing of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. God, I thank you for that blessing that rests upon us. God, I thank you for that protection. God, I thank you for that grace, that smile, that favor, that peace. God, when we have that, there is no need to worry because you are with us. God, keep us safe. Keep us strong as, until we can gather together again as the church and worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, go. If you need to spend some extra time with the Lord, you can do that. I'll be down front to pray with whoever needs to, but don't leave without saying hi to somebody and fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters in Christ.